market. That which concerns me. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah. Hello. Praise the Lord. You look lost in your stomach. Eh? Yeah, we are fine. Hallelujah. That which concerns me. Let me tell you this, friends. There are some things that concern you. That God himself has ordained. Now let me tell you this. When I'm saying things that concern, I'm not talking of troubles. Because your mind is just uh, things that concern me. Is it because I'm in this trouble? No troubles. Is that okay? I'm talking of that which God has ordained you for. Even before you were born. That is what concerns you. That is what God is interested in. That is what God works on. The things that concern me. Now, for you to really experience those things that God is interested in, which concerns you, you've got to discover them yourself as well. I was reading in the book of the Song of Solomon, I think chapter 6, verse 1, as well, I can't remember. And the Bible was, is it 1, 6, 6, 1, I'm sure, something like that. And the Bible was saying, what? I'm such a black person, and I be so tanned with his own, and I labor in other people's vineyard, and my vineyard is not kept. It seems to me, some of you can be laboring in other people's vineyard. But those are not the things that concerns you. And those are not the things that God is interested in. Because you got a vineyard they are supposed to keep. The things that concerns me. If you work on and in the things that concerns you, because God is interested, He preserves you. It can only take time. Or you come to the place of glory. You come to the place of exaltation. You come to the place of honor. The things that concerns me, they are in his hands. And I have to find the balance. Are you listening to me? Glory to God. It's a sort of all just walk blindly on this face of the earth. And we look at people and we think that we ought to be like somebody else. No. There are things that concerns you. Hallelujah. There are things that God has ordained from the one about your life. Coming to call it prophetic destiny. We need to walk in our prophetic destiny. The thing that will be spoken by God. Hallelujah. Let's look at something. How many of you know the life of David? I still want to draw some lesson from the life of David this morning. Turn with me to the book of 1 Samuel. Chapter 13. The things that concerns me. Hmm. Hallelujah. Hmm. Amen. Are we there? I'm reading 13, 1 Samuel 13, 13 to 14. And someone said to Saul, Thou hast done foolishly. Thou hast not kept the commandment of the Lord thy God. Hallelujah. Which he commanded thee from now will the Lord have established a kingdom upon it. Israel forever. Remember Samuel is speaking to who? To Saul. But now that kingdom shall not continue. The Lord has sought him a man after his own heart. And the Lord has commanded him to be captain over his people. 
Because thou hast not kept that which the Lord commanded. Now, what I want you to look at then, the Lord has sought him a man after his own heart. Now let me say something. Was it that God was looking for somebody and then he found David? Hallelujah. Amen. The Lord has sought. It's like God was looking for. Are you, are you convinced that God was just looking for somebody and just because he couldn't find, he finally found somebody called David and he said, David, come here and replace her. I don't think so. Hallelujah. I say hallelujah. But just in case God is also looking for people, may you be found. Amen. Hmm? Because once in a while there is this vacancy that can be created. May you be found. May you be considered fit <laughs> to be called of God and enter into that which God has for you. That it might become your job and not just a vocation. Hallelujah. Maybe you need to know that there's a difference between vocation and a job. Hmm? In the true sense of it, what you need to discover is your vocation, not your job. Your vocation is that which God has already determined or did that you must do for the pleasure, the delight, the upliftment, the edification of humanity. That's your vocation. That's why it's called a high calling. It's different from your job, which you do because you have to get money to make a living or something like that. Your vocation is your eternal reality. That which concerns me is truly my vocation. There is something God has ordained you for. There is something God has created you for. And that thing I only speak when you give room. When you allow you to speak. There is a vocation. There is something in your life. We are told here that God sought for a man and he found one. But you know God is still looking for men. He said in the book of Ezekiel, I sought for a man. Who shall go for us? Isaiah says, God is always looking for. May you be found. Amen. In your time, in your season, in your family, may you be found. Amen. We're in a war that is globally harassed by wars, famine, and difficulties. God is still looking for a man. He's looking for a man with a voice. Let me tell you something. You know why God even chooses priests? You know why He chooses people? Because God is spirit. And the best way to talk to humanity is to become human. That is one of the reasons Jesus allowed to become a man. So that Man can relate to man and spirit can relate to spirit. So Jesus was both God and man, or spirit and man. Is that, is that, is that nobody understanding him? With his spirit dimension, he talks to God. With his human dimension, he talks to man. And that is who God really intends you to be. God is interested in humanity. Do you think you have abandoned the world? So is he looking for a man? And the evangelist will say, God was looking for a man, Jesus volunteered. 
<laughs> it is your turn to volunteer. Are you still there? <laughs> Amen. Look at 1 Samuel 15. Glory to God. And Samuel said unto him, The Lord has raised thy kingdom of Israel from thee this day, and have given it to a neighbor of thine that is better than thou. Ah, may you not be found with this kind of description that your neighbor is better than you in the things of God. Pray and amen to that. <laughs> oh my goodness. Look at it. There's a kind of comparison. Did you see what I read there? Is it there in your Bible? For somewhere? Did I say 15? Is it not there? Verse 28? Oh, 15, 28, I said. Is it there? Come on, check your Bible. Did you see it? Alright. And someone said unto him, The Lord has raised the kingdom of Israel from thee this day and have given it to. Are you seeing it? A neighbor of thine that is better than thou. Then I said, May you not be fine with this kind of description. That your neighbor is better than you in the sight of God. Too bad. Too bad. Help me tell you about this is not my portion. That God is looking for people and then he said, I have found your neighbor that is better than you. Therefore, even what you have, I'm taking it from you and giving it to him. And so Jesus will put it this way. That that thing you think you have shall be taken from you and given to the man. That can produce. The man I have. Are we surprised that our kingdom are depleting because God has found us wanting? Are we surprised that some of the things that are becoming somehow hard is because God is gradually removing the authority, dominion, the power He gave to us because He has found somebody better? Now, I would have loved, I would have loved King Saul to go and do fasting and prayer and bind the devil that was taking his kingdom. Hello? You know, in the church, that's what we have done. Your kingdom is going. We will turn around and begin to find the devil. But the Bible says God has found somebody better that will do what the kingdom entails. Now, there is something that struck me in that passage. And has given it to thy neighbor who is better. The question is how soon was the kingdom given to David? Hello? Huh? Hallelujah. I'll find you never better than you. I've taken the kingdom and given you. Did he say, I shall give? As at when he was talking, he has given the kingdom. But how long did it take David to come into the kingdom? That's how some of you are confused about life. You don't understand that even some of the things that you are supposed to be entering into, God have already ordained them. The fact that you have not entered into them doesn't mean you can't get there. Wow. Can somebody get that? 
This kingdom was already given to David, but here was David in the forest. Here was David in the home. Here was David in the wilderness. Here was David being sought for. But yet, I've been given a kingdom. May God speak over your life. Amen. And the that which is still comes to fulfillment. Amen. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. I have taken the kingdom and I have given it to the neighbor. Even when he said I gave it to the neighbor, David was not aware. Hmm. I want you to understand something. He wasn't talking to David. He was talking to Saul. I said, Saul, you don't need to struggle about this. I'm taking the kingdom. I'm giving it to your brother or your, to, the, to your neighbor. David was not even aware of giving the kingdom. <laughs> because this thing took place before ever David was anointed by Saul. Are you getting what I'm talking about? And how long do you think it took for that thing to be made known to David? Even when God was saying that David was still in the forest taking care of sheep. And the wind and the water. But while he was there taking care of him, the kingdom has already been given. <laughs> May God bring you out from where you are to inherit what has been given to you. Amen. Pastor was telling me something a few days ago. He said, You know, he's doing this NGO with these guys that really remember. And he said the thing is tasking and is brain tasking as well as I want your brain tasks very well so that you can fit into what God has for you tomorrow. If your brain is not taxed now, you can't meet up with the demand of what He has for you tomorrow. I say that, thank you. So you've got to be there. Tax the brain very well because when your brain is working properly, you can come to the place of handling the things that are mighty. Did you hear what I'm saying? The kingdom has been given. But you have not been brought out to see it. That doesn't mean you will lose faith. The kingdom will be taken and given to David, and yet David was still in the bush, taking care of him. And even when the anointing came on him, at the end of the day, he has to be driven all over the place, running through the forest. But yet, he has been given a kingdom. And some of you will look at yourself and say, But if God is with me, like, like Gideon, why all this trouble? You don't understand. That is part of the process of entering the kingdom. Through more tribulation shall we enter into the kingdom of God. I have no cause to look at this meeting place and get discouraged in life. No. Come on. Am I talking to somebody this morning? Because I know. <laughs> I know that there is something God has given and ordained me for. I know. Hmm? <laughs> you know, remember somebody was speaking the other day and they said, Pastor Dave, if I have a child, I won't call his name David because of you. Then I said, Why? Well, he said, I see much in you, but I don't see much coming out of you yet. So the process of suffering like David in the Bible makes it impossible for me to call any of my child David. <laughs> I said that's a revelation. I said that's a revelation. You see now, the question is this, what has the clay to do with the potter? Can the clay say to the potter, why make me this way? If it is a choice, we want to follow that path. I speak to encourage you if you think we are in trouble. 
I speak to encourage you if you think the process to entry your glory is rough. The rougher and tougher the problem, the greater the glory. Hallelujah. God will help us. And at the end of the day, people will finally end up calling their children David. Come on, help me here. <laughs> because they will see. Are you hearing this? It is the same troubled man that better Jesus Christ. You will get to like us eventually. <laughs> Are you listening to me? You can't despise yourself because of what you are passing through. There is something too mighty on your inside. Say, give your neighbor understood that and he said, Why would we, if God be with us, like the Father have told us, why all this? And the Father said, You go do the defeat now. Go defeat the people. He doesn't say, How can I go say you're a mighty man of valor? This man doesn't know even know that he has valor within him. <laughs> Hallelujah. And so someone said, This kingdom has been taken and given. That struck me. He has been given. David did not even know. He has been given. Nobody has heard. Israel has not even known that the kingdom had been given. But they are going to be a showing force. <laughs> Hallelujah. Look at Psalm 22. Let's look at something there. Okay, first of all, go to First Chronicle before we read Psalm 22. First Chronicles 14, 1 to 2. Now, Heron, are we there? We wish for you. I just wanted to look at the book because you can get a revelation as I talk. Now look at it. Are you there in First Chronicles 14? 1 and 2. Now, Heron, king of Tyre, sent messengers to David and timber of cedars with mansions and carpenters to build him a house. And David perceived that the Lord had confirmed him king over Israel. For his kingdom was lifted up on high because of his people Israel. Now, David confirmed because of what begins to happen around him. Is that okay? But the question I want you to understand or to look at is this. Between when David got that announcement and when he came to confirm the kingdom, how short was the period? Hallelujah. Do you know sometimes there are some things you pass through and you begin to doubt the things that God has spoken to you before? So when the Bible said David now confirmed, it's like he was still doubting if this thing is true. But when you begin to see resources coming and he was not working for that, see, now I know. Come on, I'm not talking to somebody. See, time comes in your life when you say, now I know. Did you get this? Okay, let, look at it. Why would David say David confirmed? God already anointed him. He, he, the oil touched his head. Are you hearing what I'm talking about? The rest of his brethren were despised or put aside by God, and the oil landed on his head. He was aware the oil dropped on his head. But here he's saying he confirmed. Now listen, did he say, Come on, I'm not talking to somebody. So I think about that. <laughs> he said the trouble made him to doubt the oil. The problem 
so much he couldn't believe anymore. Could this still be true? Am I truly the king of Israel? I don't think so. But he said, but the oil was there. I remember when someone pulled this oil on my head. I, I, I remember, but, but if I'm a king, how could these things be? Well, God, I agree with you. Let it be. Hmm? So, well, since you said it, okay, I agree. <laughs> and when the thing that finally was spoken by God began to manifest, I said, now I know. And that is going to be your portion. There are many things you are thinking about. There are many things that are bothering you. <laughs> but you see, there's going to be a confirmation. And you shall be the one to say, now I know. Mm. Hallelujah. So, look at Psalm 22. Let's look at something there. <laughs> Glory to God. Psalm 22, 9 to 10. Now I know. The thou art he that took me out of the womb. Thou didst make me hope. Look at that. Thou didst make me hope when I was upon my mother's breast. I was cast upon thee from the womb. Thou art my God for my mother's belly. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hear this? So it means the destiny of David. Come on, did you find the scripture there? Is it there with you? Did you see it? Psalm 22. Now there is. 22, 9 to 10. Thou art he. Who is he there? God. That took me from where? Out of the womb. Thou didn't make me whole. So it is personal. Hallelujah. So what am I talking about? The destiny of David was right from the mother's womb. He knew. By implication, all that God intended David to become right from the mother's womb had been settled. He took me from my mother's womb, he gave me hope in the midst of the pressures and difficulties, and then I was cast upon thee. Cast upon thee. Upon who? Upon God. So that's what I'm saying. When, when did God give the kingdom to David? When? Even in his mother's womb, he has given the kingdom. Oh, yeah. That might sound a mystery to you. But that is the truth. God knew who was going to reign in Israel at that time. He said he knew the end from the beginning. So I wonder why you think you don't know that God knows so much about you. That he finished it, God already knows it. You brought me from my mother's womb. I thought it was the mother that delivered him. No. <laughs> you brought me. Hmm? There is a bringing out. Come on, are you hearing what I'm talking about? There is a bringing out. What the mother did have nothing to do, it was God that brought him out. You know what? When you say you brought me out, you called me. 
He said, what the Bible said? He said, out of Egypt have you called your son. You brought him out. When God brings you out, it means he separates you from among so people for the purpose. So David was brought out of the mother's womb. Saul was brought out of the mother's womb. So when he pleased God, who called me in my mother's womb? Your life is not what you are experiencing now. Your life is what God has ordained before you came here. That is what you should be looking for. God, why am I here? Hallelujah. Until you find that. You are not even discussing somebody said. I shared something and said, what this man is saying, you better listen to it. He said, where I am today, it's only because I finally discovered who I'm supposed to be. But I've been to the police. I've been to this. I've been a footballer. No. How many of you know that Brown was a policeman? He tasted policeman. <laughs> but I was not a policeman. You went to school of nothing. Hmm? And the truth of the matter is it. He's a man that was supposed to be handling people's affairs. But he went through all of these things because he was trying to find a way of life. Now when he says, Pastor, you don't know what you're talking about. Say, I went through this, I went through this, I went through this, and I finally found where I am. Are you getting what I'm talking about? So he was speaking to the people, saying, you don't need to allow yourself to go through all of these things. Find out from the beginning who you are. Hallelujah. God brought me out of my mother's womb. <laughs> and it did make me hope. There is a kind of conviction and confirmation God gives to you eternally that no man can touch or speak about. Because even when things seem to be very, very rough, hope will still be there lingering on. And the scripture says, Hope naked not ashamed. You see, what are you passing through that's making you look so downcast? Begin to realize that the hand of God is resting on you. And it's resting on you for good. Not for evil. When the right hand of God rests on you, it's for good. It's a propelling force that takes you to the place of fulfillment. But you must find it out. Whose hand is resting on you? Do I have to be like somebody else? Never. Must I do this like somebody else? Never. Who am I supposed to be pleasing? God or man? No. <laughs> Hallelujah. I want to believe God that I will chat a cause that others have not chatted. Because we are not born on the same day. We are not born in the same community. We don't speak the same language. All of this thing makes me unique. Can you say amen to that? Yeah. That is the way you are. That is who you are. Hallelujah. Mm. Look at this. Psalm 138 verse 8. There are some things that concerns me. There are some things that are passing out to you. Psalm 138. We're going to look at verse number 8. Psalm 138, verse number 8. Mm -hmm. 
Are you there? Wow. I like this scripture. The Lord. Look, I would like us to read this together. Can we please read it together? Want to go? Verse 8. The Lord will perfect that which concerned me. That mercy, O Lord, endureth forever. Forsake not the work from their own hands. The Lord will do what? We perfect. It means there are some things He has planned about your life. And let me tell you, it is only God that can perfect them. So there are things that concern the life of David from the womb. And God begins to work on them gradually. You understand that? Allowing you with enemy to rise over his head. He was still perfecting what concerns him. Let me tell you something. What is it that concerns David that he must be a king in Israel? Hello? Let me say God will perfect it. By implication, if God has ordained you for something, nothing can stop it. How can God want to perfect the thing and somebody has to come between him? It is not possible. Hallelujah. The Lord will perfect. Aha. Amen. If you see, it's like it's not just watching, it's not just looking, it's walking. That means God is working on you. God is working on what He has spoken. God is working to bring to pass those things that He has ordained your life for. The Lord will do what? Will perfect. That's who does what? Concerns me. It's, it's, it's not what concerns somebody else. No. And it is not what the devil thinks about me. What God will perfect is what concerns me. I mean, is anybody understanding this? Now, do you believe there are some things that concern you in this life? And they are in the hands of God. And God is working on them on a daily basis to perfect them. The Lord will perfect that which concerns me. It simply means what, what you think, what, what, the things you are considering to be failures. As far as God is concerned, they are not failures. Because they may not even be the things you ordained for you. Am I talking to somebody? They, they, they are not the things you plan for your life, so you are about to fail. But the ones that He plans for your life, He perfects. Therefore, sometimes failure is a question of trying to find out something else. Hey, Maxwell sent me a text a few days ago. He said, I thank God who made you to make me to read social studies. Now, think about it. Because he failed math, he was supposed to be reading accounts. So the failure was a great opportunity for him to discover who he is. Why are you worried? Are we talking to somebody? If he had read the maths or the accounting, he can only be in the bar from 6 to 8 in the night. But nobody will hear his name. How many accountants there did you hear? About what's going to do? I'm just being blunt now. So that you don't begin to think that because you are very here, life is finished. No! There is something that consigns you in the hands of God that is perfect. So if this one book, you just, hey man, you just, you just dive. Mm? You just, this one got who? 
just look this way, and there's a road. And you are moving. You can't stop because something failed. No! Why are you tying your life to what failed? That is not it. You just find out what is it that concerns me in the hands of God. Hallelujah. The Lord will perfect. That is strong, is strong, given I read that. But what is this thing that God wanted to perfect in the life of David? It is that he called him from the mother's womb as what? As a king. He has to begin to work on it. Allow him to get mature so that he can truly become what? A king. The Lord will perfect what concerns him. Not what concerns somebody. It is what concerns you. May your eyes go back home to yourself, meanwhile. Uh, the Lord will perfect that which concerns you. You. Eh? You. You. Eh? Eh? No, somebody else. Take your eyes away. There is something that concerns you that it wasn't perfect. And you must allow God to perfect it. Hallelujah. All of you here about my sorrow. How many of them were, Max, I keep on telling all this story. How many of them were born to the family? Men with this thing, black house, raised with pillars, like the job people in the, the, the river area. <laughs> to avoid rats and all that. Where is he today? An ambassador of the whole nation. Why did he find out? Is he still drawing today? But he's drawing because he's creating life. And I remember going to my children's school. <laughs> and anyway, I just look at somebody who looked at me. And one of my daughters said, I want to go find out. He said, No, no, he said, Look at, look at what you feel. Somebody like you, you want to see fire at the subject for dollars. I just looked at him and said, People talking an artist here. <laughs> I said, They don't forgive your ignorance. Because you think you know, because you are, you are doing physics. Because you are teaching physics, therefore the man who is this fine art is a dollar. You take the brush and draw whatever you can draw. <laughs> see, this is the stupidity in man's life. Just take the pen and let's see how you can put it, put it down. To, you can do nothing. What you can do, you are going to dollar. That is the height of academic ignorance. When you don't allow people to go into what God has consigned for in their life, in the height of academic ignorance. When I looked at him, I just said, there's no point discussing to this one. So you know, can we go? There's no point in the How do you want to waste your time with somebody who doesn't want to understand realities? Can I joke here? How many of you understand that God is an artist? Huh? So when I look at the, the hand, the work of your hands, that's an artist. Yes, sir. Huh? They are wonderful. Good God is an artist. Yes, and this clay, I'm the You understand that? Yes, I insulted that man. <laughs> Hallelujah. And you are saying that man is a dollar. Do you know what you are talking about? This is not a matter of mixing chemicals. <laughs> Bringing things into reality that you can see. Chemicals in the laboratory. But we are seeing human being molded by God. As an artist, as a sculptor. God is a sculptor. He modeled a human being. He's an artist. And then he paints pictures and see colors in the sky. And you are saying that man is a dollar? 
And God forgive ignorance. <laughs> God will perfect that which consolate me. You have to find that thing. I remember one of my cousins. I get to school. I said, like, can you go to school, please? Oh, no. I want to go to school. What do you want to do? I want to learn handwork. Mm-hmm. What kind of handwork you want to learn? I want to learn wedding. Oh, so that's fine. Those days, in Yisopere, I have to enter Okada to come to Uburuj, to Oba and Company Limited. You know that? Very powerful place. I came there and said, I want my cousin to learn wedding. And I want him to learn wedding here. It's okay. Did everything and the rest of those things. Went back home and I said, oh boy, you got to wait so that I can get accommodation. So that I can go, oh, I can't wait. So what do you want to know? I want to go to the next village to go and learn. Ah, I said, boy, look, there is a difference between this wedding room. <laughs> I want you to learn wedding, not just <laughs> cutting iron and joining them. He said, oh, no. Okay, go. Go ahead and learn wedding. Did everything myself and my wife. Did everything for him. He came out. He could not do the wedding for two years. I can't wait. So what do you want to do? Uh, I want to do cycling. <laughs> it's okay. Go ahead. Now, recently, I want to do cycling again. This guy has not been able to find out what consigns him. And you've been spending all your years pursuing nothing because he can never arrive. So it is not the question of somebody is not there to train you now. It's a question that you have not discovered that thing it concerns you. Hallelujah. Am I talking to somebody? You will live here a transformed person. Because God is watching to perfect something that concerns you. But you must give him the chance to do so. Be open. Just open to him. God, what is it that you dropped in my life? That must be revealed. What is it? People look at people say, oh, I like that one. Oh, I like. No, 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 no. There is something that concerns you. Hallelujah. <laughs> you see, when you look at the word perfect there, it's, it's a strong word that actually is keep me going. You see, it means to end in the sense of completion. To see is to come to an end. It is to perfect. It is to perform. And I say, it is the work of God that He performs, not our works. Did you get that? The Lord will perfect that which concerns me. It is what He has deposited in your life that will be perfect, not our work. One of the reasons we fail because instead of allowing God to perfect His own. We try to ask him to perfect what we want. Hallelujah. And, and, and if we look at the book of Philippians, Philippians 1 verse 6, there is something we need to hook up very closely. Philippians 1 verse 6, look at what the Bible says. Philippians 1 6. Being considered at this very thing, that he which have begun a good work in you will perform it. Until the day of Jesus Christ. The word perform also means to fulfill. To fulfill further or completely. To execute by implication. To terminate. To undergo. To accomplish. To finish. Look at that. 
That means there is a beginning. God will want to begin this. So when, when David was saying, he will perfect that because he started from somewhere and is going to perform me to the end. Hallelujah. So I don't see you not finishing. No. I don't see you not finishing in life. Come on now. Are you hearing what I'm talking about? No. I can't imagine that you will not finish, man. You are finishing. Finishing strong. Because God is the one that is performing the war. Hallelujah. Amen. You know why these things are good for you? Some of us started life late. You may not understand what I mean. And I will not be good. You know, we, we who we are supposed to do ministry, we started late in ministry. Are you hearing what I'm talking about? Why? Because we never have the platform to be instructed as touching the will of God in our lives. Is that okay? Are you following what I'm saying? So if God is not on our side and helping, it will have been working against us. Because greater part of our life we spent outside of what concerned us. Am I talking this morning? That is why God will help us to raise you like I take over very quickly. So that that people will not compete, they will finish. Am I talking? That is in our privilege. To hear these things and to know that there is a bearing, there is there is a way you need to look it in life so that you can start early. Now, I'm trying to make you understand that you can gather speed. By reason of the fact that you have somebody who can instruct you on the way you should go, you can gather speed. Hallelujah. That's why you can't toy with this moment that you are having now. You can't toy with it. You need to sit with the Father and say, God, what is it that really concerns me? Hallelujah. Because one thing I've discovered, that it concerns you, it what will bring you to prominence. Hallelujah. In Luke chapter 1 verse 45, the Bible says, And blessed is she that believeth, for there shall be a performance of those things which were pulled out from the Lord. Blessed is she, and blessed is he that believeth. But there should be a performance of those things which we are told him or her. There is only the performance of that people speaks. Hallelujah. Is that okay? Are you hearing me? There is always a performance of those things which God says. Luke 145. There is always a performance. If God didn't say it, yes, they can say, but if God says it, there is a performance. Hallelujah. Now let me show you something that will close. First Chronicles 12. Mm. For me, life is becoming a little bit more, permit me to use that, more exciting. Because I just begin to realize that it is not me. It is not even my choice and desires. It's not me. It's not me. Hallelujah. 
I don't begin to realize that even some people cannot come to you except God brings them your way. It's not me. It's not charisma. No, it's not a desire to conglomerate people around you. No, it can't be man. Let me show you a mystery. First Chronicles. One to two, for instance. You may read down the whole chapter anyway, but I just want to read verse one and two. Now these are they that came to David. Ziegler, while he had kept himself close because of Saul, the son of Kish, and they were among the mighty men, held parts of the wall. Mm-hmm. Look at this too. They were armed with bows and could use both the right hand and the left in holding stones and shooting arrows out of a bow. Even, listen, even of all, source brethren of Benjamin. Can you see anything there? First Chronicles 1. Did you see it? The people that gathered around Saul in Ziklag, even while he was still hiding, all the people that came and said, we're going to make war with you, they were the brethren of, of, of Saul himself who was looking for him. Have you seen that? That from your enemy's house, your supporters are coming out. This is Saul who wants to kill David. Are you listening to what I'm talking about? The people now that came to support David to war against Saul were Saul's own people. That is God affirming those things that concern David. So that he can touch hearts. He can touch you wherever they are. I said, you go and support that man. Your helpers will come. Amen. You will not be the one to invite them. Because God is performing that which concerns you. Listen to me. Amen. Let me show you something here. Another mystery that I found here. See, only those who have clear insight can migrate towards God's accomplishment. These are people that were already in the kingdom, as it were. They were in the kingdom of Saul. That these people have been able to decide by the Spirit that this thing has shifted them. So we need to shift now. Are you getting what I'm talking about? <laughs> so this is the man for the moment. We have been here before, but this is the man that God is working with. We need to move there. And we're not just going to move there, we're going to move to help him and to fight to make sure it's established. Can I ask you a question? Why are you in this place? <laughs> because you are evangelized. You see, if you see, if you can understand, beyond the moment, you can give all that you have to ensure that what is going on is established. They saw that the kingdom is already that of David. But even at that time, he was still in hiding. But he came and said, no. And he said, what shocked like I said, is that these people that were making the decision, we are the brother of King Saul himself. That is strange. You see, some of you are so attached to your biological parents, to your culture, to your tradition, that it's difficult to migrate to the thing that God is doing. You can't see. Your common language in blood is bigger than water. Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, but, but that's it, isn't it? These people will accept that because blood is thicker than water. After they were from Benjamin, the very tribe and the very relations of King Saul. Blood is thicker than water. 
Sometimes you don't say truth because blood is thicker than water. May God help you. Say, how can I just disgrace? How can I just? How can I just? Because blood is thicker than water. I'm sorry. Those who can see in the spirit will walk with righteous judgment and migrate what that when God is doing. We can't be talking of blood is thicker than water. What blood? Is it your own blood or blood of Jesus? Which one is thicker than water? But the truth of the God blood is not thicker than water. Because it came both by blood and water. Oh, don't you know? First John. He said, bore witness. You understand that after his side came water and blood. Uh -huh. So which one is thicker? Oh, you don't understand. I don't understand. You see, these proverbs can't help us. The life of the flesh is in the blood. And you must be cleansed by the washing of the water by the water. So which one is thicker? You see, I'm, I'm see, traditional proverbs are not going to help us. Because they are directly, diametrically opposite to the days of God. Are you hearing what I'm talking about? These are people who have come to the place of knowing that blood is no longer thicker than water. Both of them are thick. Huh? Because both of them have a role to play. So they left and went to the man. And because they left Saul, I'm very convinced those who did not follow this movement, their names are not on record. Read the whole of that chapter. They're going to see people mention. Different names, God and all that. Just go read them. See, all manner of names that are mentioned. The Bible said they became mighty men and the host of God. Because they follow the word of the Lord. They follow what God has. The pattern and the plans and the purposes of God for a man's life. Hallelujah. But what am I trying to say? It is still the same word. The Lord will perform that with what? Consent and because God has said you are going to be a king in Israel, he begins to speak to the heart of even his enemies and they begin to migrate and say, we will defend you. People doing things which ordinarily they were not supposed to do. They begin to wonder, why is this man decided to help me? It is not you. No. Why, why is this man interested in my life? No, not because of your charisma. Not because of who you think you are. There is something God is perfecting and He will use people to do what? To perfect it. God will bring your friends. Amen. God will bring your helpers. Amen. God will bring those who will fight on your behalf. Those who will pray when you don't know they are praying for you. God will bring them your way. I see your life becoming perfected. Because there is something that concerns you. And God is working on it. He has not made it known yet. He is working on it. Hallelujah. The change is coming. Men will say, we didn't know before. It will be too late for them to say that. Hallelujah. When they begin to say, it's, 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 look at what was spoken to Elizabeth. He said, that which was called barren have become pregnant. He said, your story is changing because God is working on something about your life. So that those who have said this before will begin to say something next tomorrow. Hallelujah. Are you still following this? I remember a man coming in here one day and said, Pastor, I'm so glad. I read two of your book. I read the second one. I read the last one. The one I just said is understanding and nothing. I thank God you read English. I said, no, sir. I didn't find out. The man was confused. He said, no, sir. He's a doctor. 
as I read finance. Say, no, no, no. But I said, I'm saying what I read. Are you trying to are you for your award means certificate in English? But you see, all of these things, God have done something in my life because of what He tells me to do. So it's not a matter of choice. Are you still following what I'm talking about? God is still perfecting. That people will be amazed about what will be coming out of your life. And when they look at you tomorrow and say, But I don't know how. How is it? We thank God. In fact, we, we thank God. And so shall it be in the name of Jesus Christ. We just thank God for your life. Maybe be looking down and thinking, My friend, come on, begin to migrate toward that which God has ordained for your life. Try to discover it. Try to find out. Try to know. There are things you will do that men have never done before. Miraculously. This will just be done. Say, how come? I'm so happy about a very couple in this place, family in this place, with what God is doing in their life. Because when you look at where they are coming from, no, 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 no. You can't imagine. Hallelujah. The rejected of this world shall become the princess of tomorrow. Because God is still perfecting that He does what concerns you. Shall we pray?